Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week is part two of our Back to School series. We will be talking about different selling strategies on Poshmark. Yes, we were planning to put this episode up last week, but Maddie bailed, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More on that in the updates. I kept trying to make plans for us last week, and then you're like, it's actually like a really busy week for me. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't working. But yeah, we are back with part two of our Back to School series. Still timely, we're still in September. Yes. But before we get into that, what's new this week? So, like Taylor mentioned, I bailed last week. (laughs) (laughs) I had a very busy 10-day stretch there where we went back to Wisconsin for a wedding, which was a lot of fun and like uh, a busy long weekend there, just seeing a lot of people we haven't seen in a long time, which was awesome. And then that went straight into a work conference here in uh, Dallas, which was also a lot of fun, but there was some like events in the evenings. Also, one of the days I literally went to the conference all day. I went to the the evening event, which was this like murder mystery, but it was kind of like Texas Western style dinner show, which was awesome. And then after that, I went to an Alicia Keys concert. So <laughs> just busy, busy, back to go, back. Go, go, go. And I'm like, the vet. Oh, like, when are we recording our podcast? No. <laughs> So that was kind of crazy, and it's so hard when you don't take your own advice, you know, where we're always saying, like, if you have a busy schedule coming up, just, like, give yourself the week off Poshmark without feeling bad about it. Well, I definitely gave myself the week off, but I really planning to. <laughs> like, I totally <laughs> fell off all of the, like, sharing my closet, normal activities. Some of them we'll be talking about later in this episode. And yeah, I just kind of realized a few days later that I had not done anything. Um, so I'm trying to get back into it this weekend. I have sourcing in a couple weeks here now as well. And I was looking at my inventory to see if there was any over 60 days that I could copy list. And there was a ton, which makes me miss having the sharing tool that kind of does that for you seamlessly, where now I'm going to have to do that by hand <laughs> because I let it kind of build up so high to 60 but yeah that'll be something I'll be working on over the next couple days you should try out that other sharing service that we got recommended on Instagram I think it's called flip but spelled with a y and I think it's free I've literally never tried it It could be total garbage but um the girl who recommended it said that she really liked it and it's free so and I think it has some cross-listing features too oh interesting yeah I'll definitely look into that that would be awesome. But yeah, I still was able to make a couple sales, you know, while not really doing anything, which has been awesome. I didn't put my closet on vacation mode. I made a couple sales on Poshmark, like without sharing my closet or anything that just kind of popped up, which was fun or like reasonable offers that popped up. Yeah. And then 
I made two Mercari sales in the last few days, which for me is kind of a lot on Mercari. I usually, like, if it's a good month on Mercari for me, I only make like five sales would be like a really good month. So having two in the last like few days here has been like kind of exciting. And I am so happy to report that one of them was dun, 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 the Agoldi jean skirt. Yay! <laughs> it paid off big. I, it's one of our recommendations to not really buy jean skirts unless it's like a, a special circumstance. And I went against our advice when I saw this a Goldie jean skirt, maybe like a month or two ago now. I came clean on the podcast that I did that. At the time, you said you were going to check in every single week on the podcast to see if I sold it. Thank you for not doing that. That would have been... Luckily, I just instantly forgot. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been hard. But man, once it came through, she was like asking about measurements and it seemed like it was going to work. And I was like on the edge of my seat waiting to text you that it sold just because I was so proud. So that was awesome. I also had a Revolve dress sell today on Mercari for a really good price. So very excited about that. Mercari is working for me when I'm not doing anything. (laughs) There you go. Yes. (laughs) What's new with you this week? Well, I have a couple quick updates and then I have one major update. So, well, it's not that major, but kind of. My first update is I applied to be a whatnot seller, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I just wanted to update that I still haven't been approved or heard back. Okay. Um, (laughs) So wait, what? There's news? (laughs) I've been like refreshing it every day and going to check on my account to see if I can schedule a show yet. And it still says they're reviewing my application. I applied on August 31st and it's the 17th of September. And it said on there like, oh, well, you know, within 14 days. But I have seen on Instagram that it seems like it's taking, like some people get approved in like four days. Some people get approved in like a month. So I think it's probably Might just take some more time. Or they just don't want me. Like, I don't know. They're like, <laughs> they're like, how do we break it to her? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So I'm still waiting to hear back on that, but I did want to update for for the listeners because, you know, as soon as I get approved, I'll let you guys know. Yes. And then it looks like Poshmark's going to be doing some type of test with live selling. Yeah. Um, And Maddie and I did sign up to be a part of the test group. So we probably won't be able to share much until like that's actually happening and the, the shows are scheduled or we don't know any details about it yet, but kind of exciting that Poshmark might be getting on board with the live selling. Try it. Yes. And then... So I posted on this on I posted about this on Instagram already. So if you follow me there, you have already seen the news. But it is my neighborhood's like bulk trash pickup that I think they do a couple times a year, where it's like different areas within the city, and then like you can put anything larger out, and the trash will they'll pick it up. Apparently, that's this week for us. So I've been mm. noticing a lot of my neighbors have had a lot of stuff out on their curb that has been catching my eye and I was taking my dog on a walk this week and like four houses down from me one of my neighbors had like this sectional couch that looks like a very on-trend like like newer style couch that was just sitting out on the curb so we walked by it but we were on the other side of the street and we were almost home so I just like kept going and then like later when I was going to the grocery store I like slowly like drove by it and like tried to scope it out and it looked like pretty good condition I was patiently waiting until Rick got home from work because I'm like there's no freaking way I can carry this down the street by myself (laughs) (laughs) and I was like hey um one of the neighbors has a couch like out there and he was like immediately like eye rolling and being like where are we gonna put that yeah it seems like it's gonna be a lot of work to clean it up like 
Yeah. It's been outside for like a couple days. <laughs> so he was like not on board. But I was like, well, let's just go down and like look at it. Like we have to take Charlie for a walk anyway. So we like walk down. We look at it. Like honestly, the cushions were like huge stains, like a lot of stains. I wish yeah. I would have actually taken a better before photo because I think my Instagram reel that I made is like misleading of the condition it was in prior. Like the after would have been so satisfying. But <laughs> yeah, so it had all these stains and he was like, this is not going to be worth it. And I was like being a little dramatic, being like, this is my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can picture that. <laughs> and then we were at, we were back here and then it started occurring to me because he was like, well, we'll have to go get a U-Haul. And I'm like, well, it's four houses down. Like, we don't need to go get a U-Haul. You can carry it. I'm like, yeah. I can carry it. I'm strong. He's like, you're not going to be able to carry that with me. So then, of course, the minute I heard that, I'm like, of course, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting an adrenaline rush of strength. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> then I then I was like um, giving him a hard time because I'm like, wait. Because then he was like, well, we can go get it. But let's just like wait till the sun goes down. I'm like, oh my gosh, the only reason you don't want to go get it is because like you're embarrassed that we're going to be carrying it down the street, <laughs> which yeah. I kind of get. <laughs> the truth comes out. So then finally he was like, okay, but he's, I'm like, it'll, I started like making all these promises about it being like, it'll be gone within two weeks for sure. Easy money. <laughs> we're doing it. So then he was like, all right, you got two weeks. Otherwise we're taking the U-Haul to bring it to Goodwill out of your posh earnings. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Then anyway, we walked on the street, we carried it down. It was so freaking heavy. I was like needing all these breaks, but then I like, couldn't be that dramatic about needing the breaks because I had like already made such a big deal about getting it. Got it to the garage. And I just immediately start to work because I, Rick was also said it was going to take like so long for me to clean it up. And I was like, determined. I was determined. And I was like, just wanted to hit the ground running because I kept saying oh it only take like two hours it took way longer than two hours he was kind of right but you're like if I only have two weeks to sell it I need to start cleaning this, this immediately listed, like tomorrow yeah so yeah. I pulled off luckily all the cushions that like were like zippers like zipper cushion oh, covers nice. so I took them all off and I was like treating all the stains with like detergent and dish soap and like scrubbing it with this brush um and it was lifting up already and then I was able to run them all through the washer and they all came out like perfectly clean so that was amazing and then the other issue I had, it was like really, really bad pilling, but you know, we love a good sweater shape. Oh challenge. my gosh. But you know, sweater shaving is always like more time consuming than you think. You need like a mega sweater shaver for a whole couch. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I have like two different sweater shavers. I've, I posted about these before. So one is like the original sweater shaver that we both have. That's like battery powered, like yeah. do little circular motions. Love that yeah. thing. And then I also have this one that almost is like a little like a little mini hand rake sweater shaver that oh, has yeah. like the end of it is all like spiraled. So like the little pills get stuck in it and combs off. That's what I was using. Cause it was a lot faster to just kind of scrape, scrape, scrape. Once I realized that I tested it a little in a little area to make sure it wasn't gonna like rip the fabric, but then it didn't. So I was being pretty aggressive with scrape, scrape, scraping it. I and thought you were going to say that you had one in each hand and you were just going for it. <laughs> Well, I was using the battery powered and then it ran out of batteries. And then oh. I was like, <laughs> I'm over this. <laughs> but nice. yeah, so I was literally, I think we went and picked it up at like five after he got done with work that day. We didn't wait till it got dark outside. And then like, it was like almost like 11 PM and I still was like sweater shaving down there. And I'm like, okay, I got almost all the cushions done except for two. So I'll do the whole like outside couch part of the couch, like the st structure, not the cushions. Yeah. Um, but I did that the next day. I feel like it came out really good. I posted pictures of it on my Instagram and like a reel of it. 
So you can see the after there, but it looks seriously brand new. We started considering keeping the couch for a while. Yeah. I know the video, <laughs> the video, it looks amazing. It yeah. does look brand new. And I was kind of getting embarrassed though when I was working on it in the garage that like, what if my neighbors walk by and they like see me with their old couch and they're like, can we have that back? Um, they're like, no, it looks great. I'm like, what? This is our couch. Yeah. I got it listed on a Facebook marketplace. I have people coming to look at it tomorrow. <gasps> Oh my gosh, I've received exciting. 17 messages about it already since I listed it. So I think it's going to sell. Oh my gosh. I had it listed for 800 originally, <laughs> but then I know, but then I wasn't getting that many messages when I was at 800. I was kind of impatient and there was so many comparable couches that were listed lower. And since I got it for free, I'm like, I don't really want to be like waiting on this. I want to get right. it this weekend. It's a big possible. bulky item. Yeah. I lowered the price. I think it to like 650 and now I've been getting a ton of messages about it and like some people are offering like 500 which I would still be happy with too so um, oh my goodness yeah I think it's gonna I think I'm gonna not have it by like either end of day today or tomorrow because I've, I've been messaging people back like all morning here and yeah yeah a lot of people said they could come tomorrow and check it out so stay Ooh, tuned very but, exciting oh my gosh what happens if you get it under the two weeks I don't Dragon know but I, yeah he's Rick's already came around and he was like you were right. Like, it looks really good. I didn't think it was going to look this good. Like, when we started considering keeping it, he's like, I feel like this is a good sign. Like, it's going to sell fast if, like, we're keeping it. Right. When we know it was, like, sitting on the road and with those weird stains on it. Well, but and, like, go. you don't need a couch right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, in that good of condition where you'd want to, like, switch it out for yeah. a different couch. Awesome. Well, yeah. Keep us posted. Hopefully next week you'll have a big update again on the couch. I know. I'm like now wondering, cause it was our trash day now the other day. So I was thinking all the stuff on the side of the road was going to be gone soon. Yeah. And like all people's stuff is still out there. I just took Charlie out today and like, I think you need to go drive around the neighborhood. Right. I went on the, like. I went on the like city of Phoenix website and they were like, we're eight, we're like eight to 10 days delayed on the, the bulk pickups because of <laughs> staffing. So I'm like, I don't know when they're going to come now. So I think I might have to do a little lap through the neighborhood, see if there's anything else I can make a quick flip on. Definitely. Yeah. This is like the lowest risk yeah. possible <laughs> of just getting it for free. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been so funny though, if the stains wouldn't have come out easily and then the couch is just sitting in your front yard <laughs> next week. We still have that option since the bulk trash day is delayed. Shop Taylor J. Holmes. Shop Taylor Holmes is back in business. business. Yeah. I know. My, my largest item yet. Yeah. All right, so we received some questions this week from Maddie Ryan on Poshmark, and we wanted to just share them today. So her message says, Hi, Taylor and Maddie. I just started listening to your podcast a few months ago, and I love it. Thank you for all the helpful tips. So nice. I recently started selling on Poshmark again over the summer, and it is a great way for me to make a little extra money this summer. As I go back to school full-time, I'm wondering if you guys have any tips for working on Poshmark part-time for when you were part-time. Specifically, do you have a schedule you tried to follow for sourcing and listing, and were you still sharing your closet every day? Thank you for all the Poshmark encouragement, and can't wait to listen to your next episode. So nice. Also, love that her name is Maddie. We love a Maddie. <laughs> it's with an IE, so a little <gasps> That's what everyone thinks yours is. I know. <laughs> So I guess I'll start since I actually am part-time on Poshmark. So maybe it hits a little closer to home for me. <laughs> but yeah, I think 
just making, you know, a schedule for yourself and having some realistic expectations for your Poshmark while you're doing it part-time, it's going to look a little different than someone doing it full-time or, you know, in a different situation than you. So I think figuring out what frequency of sourcing works the best for you, it's going to be different for everyone. For me, I try to go once a week on the weekend since I don't work my full-time job on the weekend, I kind of have the day off. So I'll go sourcing and I try to get all of the listing done that same weekend. So if I go sourcing on Saturday morning, I'll try to list all the items or sorry, I try to at least take all the pictures of those items before Monday rolls around. So then if I am not able to list them all, I at least have all of the tools to do that just with my phone rather than having to still be photographing during the week, which can be hard with the lighting of it all if you can't do it during the day. <laughs> so I think just working with that is the main thing of just having, if, if you're able to have like one day a week or even like half a day a week, it doesn't need to be the whole day that you can dedicate to Poshmark kind of semi-regularly that that's helped me to just knock it out all in one day, kind of those bigger tasks rather than trying to space it out during the week. And then it kind of gets, can get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Like I think within reselling, there's like, like sourcing and taking the pictures are like the big chunks of time that you need. And then some of the other things that you do would be like more passive. You could kind of do like, once you have the pictures, you could list a few each night or whatever. So right. blocking off those chunks, like that's your priority when you're part-time. Definitely. And yes, we are sharing our closets every day still. Um, that's definitely the goal three times a day, kind of spaced out so be studying it kind of helps for me with working sometimes if i'm distracted with my phone to start the sharing on my phone through the bulk feature and just letting it run so then i'm like not able to use my phone and get into a work task and kind of get started with that it kind of helps like lock up your phone a little bit so maybe that could help with if you were like studying or something as well true it's like when people buy those little boxes that like lock their phone for um you can like put your phone in there for like an hour or something you know what I mean like yeah keep it away from yourself basically the same thing definitely I was just thinking too we did an episode in the spring that was all about because it was my full-time anniversary from being full-time yes and that's like I think one of our most downloaded episodes and in that episode we said we were going to do like interview with a part-timer <gasps> all focused on your part-time journey so I think we should do that soon we should yeah yeah that's a this, this question is like reminding me of that episode. We need Definitely. To yeah. Cause I, I think like you were saying, there's such a range of how much time and how much income you can make from reselling. And like, we're all on that spectrum and part-time can mean so many different things to different people where they're really, you know, I think of like recloth collection, who's technically a part-time reseller, but she makes basically running salary. <laughs> again and she has employees and she is like I would say even like more than a full-time reseller you know profits wise but yeah <laughs> but also you can be part-time and you know have 10 items up on your store and that's great too so just something to keep in mind yeah definitely yeah we'll have to do that maybe we'll do that this month still awesome all right so next up we are bringing to you live our Posh News Update. 
each week we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. All right, so this week's Posh News Update is actually a Mercari News Update. We're not really sure of like when this feature came out, but we've just realized that we think it's a great feature, so we wanted to talk about it a little bit. It is the Smart Offers feature on Mercari when you're listing an item. So basically what it is, is you, when you're setting your price, they've always had like the smart pricing where you can like set a little bit lower of a price and then it will keep like promoting your item automatically and decreasing the sale price little by little over a few days. And we've tried that, that feature, neither of us were a super big fan of because it feels like it drops to the second price, like within like 24 hours. Like, yeah, <laughs> it happens all too quickly. <laughs> and I feel like I'm never making sales in between that. So it's just like dropping the price. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But underneath that now, there's like a new feature where you can set like a minimum price that you would accept for the item. And that way, if someone sends you an offer on Mercari lower than your asking price, but still above or at that minimum price that you said that you'd accept, Mercari will go ahead and automatically accept the offer for you. That way you don't miss any offers or nothing really gets lost in translation. It happens right in the moment there. And then beyond that, there's a second feature of it that it will automatically counter your lowest offer in the case that someone sends you an offer, but it's still below your minimum price. Mm. It will at least counter your minimum price to that buyer. And then that way you're, it's basically just working overtime for you. So you don't have to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. I love that because like when we list an item, we kind of have some wiggle room in there and then we kind of have our lowest price that we'd accept. So if Mercari just already knew that, and could kind of do the work for us. Yeah. That's I amazing. Wish, I wish Poshmark had something similar where you could, you know, put your listing price in and then still have the, the wiggle room like in there. So it could be more automatic. I definitely have my notifications on for Mercari and off for Poshmark uh, because there's not as many notifications on Mercari and I'm like in Poshmark every day anyway. So I don't feel like I like miss anything, but I feel like it'd be pretty easy to miss notifications in Mercari. Right. Even with the notifications on just like, yeah. Well, just even be, due to the fact, like due to the fact that like we make Poshmark, Poshmark sales almost like every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So we're always checking in there, but it's like on Mercari, I make like two sales a month. So it's like right. <laughs> very Not easy like... for me to miss messages on there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love this feature. I'm definitely going to go through my listings on there and start utilizing this one. The smart pricing, we're not really a big fan of, but I'd be curious if anyone has had success with that. Like, I'd love to hear about that. All right, so that brings us to the main event, which is our back to school part two, selling strategies. So we wanted to talk about a few of the different strategies that we use on Poshmark to make regular sales, like Taylor was talking about, a sale a day, ideally is kind of what we're going for these days. And just like the last episode, we're going to be touching on these topics kind of high level. We've talked about these in previous ep episodes. So if, if we say something that you're interested in, definitely we have an episode probably dedicated just to that topic. So this is definitely a high level overview we're going to go over today. Yes, class is back in session. So we might as well just get started with some of our top selling strategies for getting started with reselling. So the first one is sharing your closet. So sharing is a big piece of how your items get noticed on Poshmark specifically. 
So there's a little, what would you call it? Like two arrows going in a circle. Yeah, kind of like the recycle symbol, but yeah, uh, but only two. <laughs> the refresh symbol. Yes, refresh would be a good word for it. Which is the symbol for uh, sharing your closet on Poshmark. So you can go through if you have only a few listings, you could go through and do them one by one. Uh, but we recommend there's a bulk feature to share your listings. Yeah. So just on Poshmark, if you go to your closet and then at the top right corner, there is a little wrench tool icon yes you click on that there's a uh, share to followers and then you can just hit select all and scroll down to the bottom of your closet and then hit start and it will share all your listings right on poshmark that way we definitely recommend doing that like multiple times a day when people search for an item it prioritizes the ones that are based on the description but then also based on like the most recently shared items is still a big factor it seems on poshmark so definitely want to make sure you're sharing every day a lot of people, myself included, use like a sharing service that you pay like a monthly fee for as like a VA to share your closet for you automatically. Um, if you're just getting started, if it's like your first day on Poshmark, you just have some listings up. I don't think this is like the first thing you need to do. But if you start getting a larger closet and you want to buy back some of your time so you're not having to even go in there and think about it at all, it is nice having a sharing service like Poshmark VA just because then you can schedule your closet to be automatically sharing throughout the day without you having to even do anything. The next selling strategy is utilizing the offers to likers feature within Poshmark. So if someone likes one of your items, they are like an amazing candidate to buy the item. So when someone likes your item, you can click on their name and then go to their bundle, switch to sell view, and then add that item to their bundle and send them an offer that'll just go to them for liking your item. Definitely. The benefit of doing this this way through their bundle is that you don't have to give any type of shipping discount when you send them an offer just like individually in their that person's single bundle, which is really nice because then you don't have to pay for the shipping difference. Whereas if you use the offer to likers feature, which same way you can do this either bulk or just by clicking on a listing in your closet, and there's a feature that you can actually hit where it says like send offers to likers and you can select like a percent off discount as well as a shipping discount you have to give in that case. And then it will send it out to anyone who has liked that item. So we try to do this multiple times a day to kind of keep up with the likers because obviously if someone liked an item today, they might forget that they liked it like three days from now and maybe have bought a different item or just like are out of the moment where they're like, ah, I don't really need that or something like that. So we definitely want to communicate or get the offer to them like as soon as possible once they like it. This is like a, the major way that we make sales. So most of the sales that we make on Poshmark are not full price sales. They are through this offer method. So definitely if you take away one thing, share your closet and do this. <laughs> yes. I'm looking at my, like in your closet insights, you can actually see a pie chart that yeah. shows all of the orders that were made in your closet for that month. And right now mine is 51% offers. And then it is 41% bundle offers, meaning it was still like just multiple items, but we sent them a discounted offer. And only 7% of my sales for the month are buy now, which I think was wow. only like two sales. They just have to be yeah. higher because they're at my listing price. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely the majority of the way we make sales is by doing that. Like 99% of what we sell on Poshmark is with an, with a discount. Definitely. And then going hand in hand with that, we like to message the shoppers right when we're sending them that offer. So you can do it one of the two ways. Again, if you're in their individual bundle, you can type out a message in there or you can use the bulk feature to send a like standard message to each of those people that you just sent an offer to. And in the message, we just have like a standard message that we have a text replacement set up in our phone for that's just like, hi, thanks for checking out my closet. Let me know if you have any questions, like something kind of easy like that, but it kind of gets the conversation going and it, it makes it more human than just sending the offer by itself. It's really easy to just ignore the offer if it's just like coming in as a standalone notification from Poshmark. But when you send an extra message, it seems like people then have the door cracked open if they need to ask any questions or they might start bundling other items from your closet. It just makes it more personal. So what would you say is like your, what's, like, what's a day in the life of your offers strategy? And then like, maybe like, is there anything you do like during the month? Yeah, so I to go in in a perfect world, I would do this three times a day. I think I normally do it like twice a day where I go in, I see if, if I have any new likes, I'll use the bundle side of it if I have a lot and send a 10% off offer with the 595 shipping discount. And then I standard message with that of just catching up any new likes that I have. Um, is that kind of what you do? Basically, yeah, I, I do the same thing. My goal is to do three times a day. I'd say like first Thing I do in the morning and then like sometime during the middle of the day whenever I think of it sometimes multiple times if I'm just really on top of it yeah and then usually like once before I go to bed one feature that I like love using to do this is using the my shoppers feature so if you go to your little icon of yourself in the top corner click on my shoppers then you get a list of like everyone who's liked items ever basically and since I do this multiple times a day, there's always like the top of the list all show that there's like zero messages sent. Yes. Um, so I'll just like checklist everyone that has a zero under the messages, meaning I've never reached out to them. And then in the shoppers, you can add likes to bundle in there in bulk and send a comment to the bundle. So I'll just do that a couple times a day, add anything that has been recently liked since the last time I did it to, to everyone's bundles. And then I add a comment being like, hey, I'm Taylor. And then recently I've been trying out like, I've just been doing the 10% offers. I have the VA right now. So it automatically sends out the 10% offers like 15 minutes after people like them. So the three times a day, I guess I'm more focused on making sure I send the message to them. So I have like a message that's like, Hey, I sent you an offer. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Since I've been trying to like help encourage bundles. I, I think right now in my offers message, there's something about that where it's like, just so you know, if you bundle like three items, I can give you 50% off or 40% off or a special deal the more they bundle. Yeah. It doesn't work on like everyone, but I do see probably like a couple times a week that they'll add a few more things to their bundle and it's like, it does help my sales. So I, I just recently, the last maybe like month I've been, cause I used to have it send out like a, almost like a 30% offer like right away or 20%. Mm, yeah. Like a deeper discount. And I know in a recent episode, we talked about how we kind of were looking at our pricing strategy it didn't seem like those deep discounts of like pricing things super high and then sending like the 30% off was working as well for us anymore for whatever reason. When I went through and adjusted all my prices, I changed it. So now I'm only sending out the 10% offer right away. And then I've been doing this new thing the last couple of weeks and I think it's been working. I literally do it two days a week 
where I send offers to Likers out on my whole closet. You can, I do it not with the VA. I do it just like with Poshmark using the bulk features. So I go to my closet, I'll send the make offers to Likers and select all. And then I open like four different tabs. It literally, my computer sounds like it's about to take off. It's overheating so much when I do this because it's so crazy. But I have the first tab. It's a, I send up 20% off offers with $5.99 shipping or whatever. The second tab is the 30% off. The next tab is 40% off. The next tab is 50% off. I start running the 20% one. And once I, then I like walk away for a little bit. And once it's like counted down to like a hundred items or something, then I'll like start the next tab. And that way I'm trying to do a better job of like sending people the offers, like not just sending them like a 10% offer. And then like suddenly, like randomly, they're getting like a 60% offer for me, like a random Friday like, right. doing for a while, kind of having them all step down. And when I've been doing this, like I usually do it on Tuesdays and then Fridays. By the time all the tabs run, when I go check my active offers that are like currently in progress, I have like 400 active offers out, all staggering from like 20% to 50%. And like the 20%, 30% are the people that have like most recently liked it, you know, and then people that have liked it a few weeks ago, if it's, I still have that item, they're getting a deeper discount. Because I'm making a lot of sales doing that. Because you have to send an offer that's 10% lower than the last offer you sent. So like if someone had already gotten the 20% off offer from you and you sent the 20% again, they wouldn't get it is the logic, right? Yes. They would get the 30%. They would get the 30%. And then the other thing is the reason why you have to do it in the order from like, okay, everyone gets the 10% right away. Like that's just the given in my closet. And yeah. then I said the 20%, let it run first. Yeah. And because if there's an active 20% offer on an item and that person hasn't responded to it or anything, it stays there for 24 hours. And if I send a 30% offer, like that person won't get it because they're still dealing with the 20% offer. Right. So, so why do you, why do you stagger them? Why don't you wait for the 20% one to get all the way done? Because I'm just in a rush. So I don't want to do that. So but I, then some of them are still getting the better no, discount. Probably. No, it's not because they are sending the same order. I've tested this over. That's why I have to wait till it gets to hundred. And then I start the second tab and it starts back at one. And then the, well, oh. the first tab is at like 101. Oh and then gosh. when that, and I have like 500 listings. So then it's like the third tab starts at one when the second tab is at like 100. Got it. They won't you know catch I mean? each other. They're not catching each other. Oh my gosh. But that's why my computer's overheating. Yeah. No, I, that would take me like an hour and a half. Well, go walk away, do something, come back no. every 15 minutes. Yeah, but I just can just, I'm just sitting there. I'm like usually like, uploading the pictures on my phone, editing. It's just part of the process. Just might break my computer, but it's fine. <laughs> That's a really good idea though, to send the 20% off, 30% off. Yeah. And then, so it's, then like, it's not like just out of the blue that you have this like huge discount. And then it's like, oh, I'm running the sale. And they're like, well, you just randomly gave me this huge discount anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to send you an offer for $1. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I do actually that I should say in the fourth tab, the, yeah, like the 50% off. Yeah. yeah. So like 20, 30, 40, I do those. I'm not that worried about those for the 50% off and 60% off. Since I am pricing a little more closely to what I actually want to sell for, I don't really want to give like 50 to 60% off anymore. Like how I used to pretty much always do half off. Right. So in that case, sometimes I will actually sort my closet by just in and then scroll to the bottom and like hand select which, which ones you want to do. Like, yeah, yeah, I've had that forever. Like I'm fine giving that away at this price. And you can kind of check it a little more closely. So you're not just sending off 60% offers on something that you just got a couple weeks ago or something. So that's a good way to kind of QC that too. Nice. Love it. I've been trying to have a more like rigid offer strategy. 
ever since I adjusted my prices and try to get rid of things more quickly. So I feel like this has been helping. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to try that out. I feel the exact same with the 10% off starting point. Mine was definitely the same as yours before. It would be like 20 to 30% off, but with the pricing changes uh, we made over the last couple of months, I feel like the 10% that is working better than when we had the price really high and then yeah. we'd give deeper yeah. discounts. So. And I, I've been trying maybe the last like couple weeks now with the uh, 10% off. And then that's when I added that extra message, like encouraging bundles and saying like, I will do like a better discount, like the more you bundle. So I would add that to your offers message too, Maddie, because then. Yeah. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Then. Yeah. Cause then it's more eye catching with the 10% off right away. Right. We said we were going to stay high level, but that, that was pretty, pretty that was intense. Sorry, but I've just been trying that out lately. So I wanted to share. It's only yeah. been like a few weeks, but. All right. Next thing we want to talk about, Sister Suposh staple feature that we are like the number one and two fans of. Yes. We're talking about Closet Clear Out. Also known as CCO from our acronyms last week. Anyway, Closet Clear Out. Poshmark runs this usually on, I would say, typically Fridays, Sundays, and Tuesdays, although they have been mixing it up a little more this year than last year. And yes. it's an event where if you drop the price of an item in your, in your closet by 10% of the lowest historical price, then it will send a push notification to all the likers saying, Shop Taylor J dropped the price of this autumn item. Get it now with $4.99 shipping. It's yes. a really great feature because it's another way that we find that we're able to send a message to our buyers without being like super annoying. And then they get a shipping discount. And we don't have to pay for the shipping discount difference. So on some of our like items we've had a while, we can offer them a really good price where we're not like that having to even dip into our earnings even more so. Definitely. So we learned this tip from the Poshing Together podcast with Christina Deans. And her tip was to send a message letting people know that it's closet clear out and what price you would be willing to lower the item to and then letting them know that they would get 4.99 shipping with that and asking if they're interested before you just start dropping the prices on all of your items and then nobody buys it on the closet clear out days we send out another message in the bulk my shoppers section where you have well actually i still do it one at a time where i send them a specific price that i'm going to drop the item to of like, if the item is listed at like $30, maybe I'll drop it to like $20 for closet clear out. And then they'd get the $4.99 shipping. So, and the message ends with saying, are you interested? And then if they are, they say like, oh yes, definitely. And then we go in and first, like find the item in your closet, like it yourself, and then change the price of the item to whatever you said you were gonna do, so $20. Then you and anyone else that liked that item will get a notification, like Taylor was saying, saying, oh, they just lowered the price, get it within the next six hours, and you get $4.99 shipping. We like to like the item ourselves, so then we also get the message, because sometimes people will like say the message didn't go through, da 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 So it's nice like having that confirmation yourself of seeing the message, so then you can kind of help them along of to do next so if they aren't that i usually direct them and say like oh you should receive a notification on your news feed saying that i lowered the item and then 
I would say nine times out of 10, they're able to figure it out then and accept the offer. I think it being on the newsfeed rather than like on the item or something can get a little confusing. Yeah. We love closet clear out. We make a lot of sales every time we do this, I guess, strategy wise, how often would you say you're doing closet clear out? I think I normally hit the Friday, Sunday pretty consistently. It's the Tuesday that I typically miss because I just forget to look or it's not on Tuesday. It's on Wednesday that week. So I think the weekday one, I am not as consistent with, but the weekend ones I'm pretty good about. How about you? Yeah. Um, I do mine a little different rather than, cause I feel like if you stay more on top of it, then it's easier to keep up with the doing the one by one message where you actually give them like the price you're going to drop it to. Right. I'd say the last couple months, I'll probably do it like twice a month. I'll just pick one of the days. I think I normally do it on the Friday. I use the My Shoppers and I will just like do our old trick where you like click the first person on the My Shoppers list and then scroll, 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 scroll about like two weeks before, click the second shift and like select all those people that I've never sent a closet clear up message to. And then I will send them a bulk message. So that's like where it, mine's not quite as personal as yours with like the exact price. So mine's like, hey, it's closet clear out. For closet clear today, I'd like to drop the price of an item in my closet to 40% off for you. And then Poshmark will trigger a shipping discount, $4.99 or lower. Are you interested? So it doesn't give them that exact price, but it's just more easy for me to do them in bulk that way. And since I have been doing these like tiered offers every other day, I just feel like I don't want to get like, I want to send people a lot of offers, but I don't want to send them too many offers where it gets lost in the shuffle, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Also, it's just like the difference of closet size between the two of us of like, you have a larger closet, so you're having more activity just come in on your closet. So to do the manual of, you know, checking what each individual item, sending the message for each individual item, that, that would be a lot more work. We also, when we first started, we took it even a step further where in the message, I would switch out like, now it just says like this item, but yeah, we'd have like specifically which item, which I think, I mean, if you're able to do that and it does does help, it does help because it's like, it reminds them exactly what you're talking about without them having to click into the bundle, like definitely helps. I also, in mine, I I don't do that piece, but I do change the wording for like what they will drop the shipping price to. So if you drop the price to less than $50, it'll trigger $4.99 shipping, but you have to have the item be more than $10. So your current listing has to be at least $11. So then you can drop it to $10 and still have 10% off and be above that threshold. So I don't think we have any items listed at $11. I think my lowest I usually do is like 15, but that's just something that you keep in mind with the pricing. If you want to do closet clear out to at least have your items over, I would say at least like $15 just to be safe. So then you can drop it to $10 and have it still trigger. Um, If you drop the price to $75 or a hundred dollars, I'm not really sure. Remember the specific. If it's yeah. over 50, I say 399 or lower. Yeah. <laughs> but I do go in and change that 399 versus 499 because I think it just does look more enticing. I know it's $1, but. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It is kind of worth it to do the individual to be able to. It's like you know, if you're already in there bit. to change other things, like, yeah, as well. Go ahead. Try it out if you've never done closet clear out. A lot of resellers 
are not a fan of it. I think it is a little manual of sending message, lowering the price. So maybe that is what deters them or they haven't had luck with it. But this is a huge way that we make sales as well. And definitely try it out. Yeah. And if you've never done it before, like even if you're not going to do it all the time, even just like once a quarter taking a day to send the bulk messages out, I think you wouldn't get sales that way to just try it out. Right. The one thing is it's just on one item. So I guess, what do you do if someone has like multiple items in their closet? I just don't even send them the message because I saw, well, I don't look individually at anything. Like I literally click on like from Mm. the last, like I usually do it on like the first and the 15th of the month. And it's like, or whatever the closest Friday is to that. And I literally just scroll back. But in my wording, it's like, I'll drop the price of an item in my closet for you. And if they say they're interested, then they'll usually like pick an item out, be like, oh, would you do this dress? And then I'm like, oh yeah. Or if they have multiple items then I just honor the shipping at that point. Yeah. Nice. I will say too, if you are like us and you've recently kind of wanted to look at your pricing strategy, like we recently went through and kind of lowered our prices more than we had them like three months ago. Make sure if you're going to do a pricing strategy update, you might as well do it on a closet clear out day because if you're going to be dropping the prices in your closet, then it'll send Mm. those offers to everyone. You might not get any sales or not many sales, but there's a chance, you know, if you're going to be adjusting your prices to a lower price, you might as well do it on a closet clear out day. So there's an extra incentive. All right. Another strategy that we have is running a sale on your closet or sending Friday offers on your closet as well. So Friday offers this method we we learned from Recloth Collection on Poshmark and it is basically just sending a deeper discount on Fridays since people are in a more shopping mood on Fridays in general. So I haven't been doing this recently. It sounds like you're doing a modified version of this with your tiered sales, but yeah. this is also one to try if you haven't before of sending like a 30 to 50% off offer or whatever works for your closet. Definitely the first time you do it, it'll likely have better results since you'll have so many people to send that offer to, but something True. to try out and yeah. Yeah, I think the first time we did it too, we actually went through like your whole closet individually, like clicking on an item and then sending like an offers to likers and then like actually looking at each item being like, okay, I have it listed for this much. Like what is the lowest I would take for this item and typing that price in. I think that's like the most successful Friday offers way still. Cause I've tried just sending the blanket offers and it's just, I've tightened up my pricing strategy a little more now, but like back then I feel like it was kind of all over the place. So I feel like the one by one of really like looking at your cost of goods for each item and what you could accept every now and then on a Friday, you'll get some sales. The first time we did it, I swear I made like 17 sales that day. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most fun day. (laughs) Running a sale. We have full episode on that, but probably like quarterly, we will send messages out to everyone just running a special promotion. Usually just that weekend. We really like the name your own price sale for that, but we, you can listen to our full episode in detail on that we did a few months ago and yeah yeah awesome another selling strategy we have is cross listing so we are currently on mercari and depop as well as poshmark which is our main selling platform by go to girly but by cross listing we just mean you know you already have these items sitting in your home you might as well try to get some different eyes on them 
like I said earlier in the episode, I've had some good luck on Mercari the last few days without really having to do anything since I had previously put in the work to cross-list them. So, you know, you already have the pictures in your phone. Ideally, we like to cross-list in the same like week as when you listed them on your main platform for us Poshmark. So that way the pictures are kind of at the top of your camera roll still, so they're easy to access to cross-list them over there. And then the big thing is when you do sell the item, you just wanna make sure that you're deleting or deactivating the item on the other platforms so you don't accidentally sell it twice. I feel like it always happens where the second time it sells for more and it's just heartbreaking. So yeah, try to avoid that as much that. as you can. Yeah. There are tools too that you can pay a subscription for um, to help with cross-listing. I'm going to be honest though. I just deactivated my Vendu. I was trying Vendu out for like, I tried it for maybe like three months. I don't think like there's any cross-listing service that, that we've tried that like you still don't have to type a bunch of stuff in for each platform. Right. Like it seems like it's not that much faster than just doing it manually. Like on list perfectly, I remember. It definitely like saves, it saves a step or two. Yeah. It, it autofills a lot of the information, but on Mercari specifically, there's so many of those drop downs yeah. for you to pick where you still have to, and then you also have to kind of double check it anyway to make sure something didn't populate, like, oh, this is a shirt. No, it's a pair of pants or something like that. Right. It saves time, like if you're reviewing something rather than preparing it yourself, but like, I don't know if it was worth the amount of time with the number of items I was trying to cross list. So yeah. I just try to do it manually. Uh, I definitely focus on the higher priced items. Ideally, I'd have everything cross listed. That's never happened so far. But I always just yeah. start with if I'm in a cross listing mood and I don't have any like new inventory specifically, I just sort my closet on Poshmark high to low and see if there's any if that really high priced items that I don't have on Mercari and just kind of start with those since it's like the best bang for my buck or my time. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I think like Vendu specifically um, also is like a really good like inventory management system. But the, the problem that I was running into was you pay the subs you pay for like a subscription, but it's only like a certain amount of items per month that you can cross list. And if you pay more, you can get more items or whatever. But the one that I was paying, it was still like a hundred something items a month. I was, Processing oh, wow. on there, which I was like, oh, that's more than enough for me. But then I would kind of run into issues because since I wasn't cross-listing my whole closet, which that's really not my goal with cross-listing. I'm not, I mean, maybe in a perfect world, but like, like you were saying, that's just not a priority for us to like cross-list every item. So then it's like, well, then the inventory management stuff wasn't useful because like my, my inventory management stuff is really all at Poshmark. That's the only place where all my listings are. So right. like the reports that Bendy would give me were like, not, not a full picture yeah yeah and then in order to get it to be a full picture then i would pay more and then it's almost was like a full-time job managing then do it's like if i had an actual va <laughs> that could be in charge of that or something but yeah um, with just me i just wasn't seeing the payoff personally but i know a lot of people love it so look into it a lot of those um list perfectly and Vendu do offer like free trials i think or like discounts when you get started so it's worth trying because maybe you'll love it yeah definitely Another strategy specific to Poshmark is copy and relisting your items after 60 days. Yeah, we call this like stale items, the inventory you've had for a while that hasn't sold. If the items are older than 60 days, 
if you just use the copy listing feature in Poshmark, it will renew the item as if it was like just in, like you just listed that item today. Um, and the copy listing feature is really nice because then you don't have to like actually just like make a new listing and type all the information in or copy and paste it. You can just click with a click of a button, copy the listing, delete the old listing. And it's really easy. So we try to do a good job of making sure that nothing in our closet is past that 60 day mark. And once it is that we are relisting it, to be honest, I think that is like one of the best features of the Posture VA tool is that there's like a feature on there that you can just run it and it will copy listing all your old items. I know you recently got rid of your Posture VA, Maddie, and you're like, that's the part I'm missing the most. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I would run that like every day and it'd be like five items. Yeah. It's really easy to stay on top of when you have that tool. Yeah. But to do it manually, you just go into your item, click edit. And then at the bottom, there's like a copy listing button. And once you click that, like Taylor was saying, it'll make a whole new listing. That's exactly the same. The only thing that's different is in the description, it says the word copy in front of it. So you'll want to delete that out. Just kind of looks dorky and then hit publish or whatever. And then then you want to go back and delete the old listing, which an easy way to tell is usually like that one will have like likes where the new one won't have likes is how I make sure I'm deleting the right one. Great call. And then to be able to figure out like which items are over 60 days, there is an inventory report. So if you go to Poshmark on a computer, there's an inventory report you can run. It'll email to you. And there's a column that'll say how many days the item has been listed. I like to then, if I'm going to do like a copy listing session, I'll sort my closet by just in and then scroll to the bottom. So then I know like, okay, these are the ones that I need to be copy listing. And then on the inventory report, I'll count how many are over. I like to do 61 days just to be safe. Yeah. And then just kind of go from there of copying them all. Another good thing with copy listings to do too is like at the start of a new season, if you have like winter coats right now, even if they're not past 60 days, I always try to like go and like relist all my sweaters and stuff. And I do that the old, old fashioned way of like actually screenshotting the pictures and like copying the stuff, but just so it's like new in sweaters and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, just cause this is the time people are starting to shop for those items. That way they have the best chance of being seen. And then our last selling strategy we wanted to talk about today was just answering any questions you receive from potential buyers as quickly as you can. So a lot of times, people will ask for measurements or, you know, does this have a slip or anything specific about the item? Maybe the, the fabric contents is a common one as well. The same logic as getting the offers out as soon as possible of just, if they're asking a question, they're probably interested in buying it. So if you could answer that question quickly, they'll, they are more likely to buy it from you than if you wait too long, maybe they'll buy that exact same item from someone else that was able to answer the question more quickly. Obviously within reason, don't go crazy trying to get all these answered, but then do it within like the next day or two. That's kind of what we're always shooting for. And yeah. if, you're, if you know, you're not able to answer it, like if you're out of town for the next day or, or two, it's okay to message them and just say that and that you're get to you'll be able to do it on Tuesday or something of just like letting them know that you've got the message. I know as a buyer, I would appreciate that if I asked the question and didn't get a response right away of just like knowing that they're like going to get to you. I mean, all this to say, I definitely have ones that I just like never respond to because I forgot. 
<laughs> so like, yeah, it's not a perfect system, but just try your best. I think yeah. is our advice. Well, and it's like, okay, so, so it sometimes feels like you get all these questions and it's like you will get the item out, like measure it. And then it's like a lot of times they don't buy it. So sometimes you're like, oh, is it even worth it to like do this? But really you're running a little mini store. You really should be, it's part of customer service to get back to everyone. And there's a good chance if you get back to them quickly and it will work for them, then you'll have a sale. So it's worth like trying to do. And if you know that you're like gonna like dread pulling things out of inventory to take measurements, I know like both of us have started, especially for like jeans, yeah, or pants. Like we've both started for the most part taking waist, the rise, and maybe the inseam measurement of like almost all of our like vintage jeans, especially, just so you can avoid those questions later. Yeah, anything like that that you can do up front. I mean, it takes a second in the moment to take a picture of like the fabric contents while you're taking your other pictures just to save yourself that step later is so valuable that you're not having to pull it out and then maybe they will just buy it in the moment because they had all their questions (laughs) yeah answered and when someone asks for measurements or really anything we like to take a picture of the item showing like okay the waist is 20 inches across or whatever it is, rather than just like saying that in a message. So then the picture of that is part of the listing. So then if other buyers have that same question, which if like one person has the question, usually more than one person does. So like it saves you the step of having to answer the question multiple times. So we'll just add whatever information they asked for to the listing. So then you can just refer people back to that. Sorry, a truck just drove. I know. By I'm like, what really the heck? <laughs> yeah, this is like a residential area. Can you please slow I know. down? It sounded like we were in like the city. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so then you can message that person back, like, "Hey, yes, I added the measurements to a measurement picture to the listing. Let me know if you have any other questions." It's kind of how we like to respond. Sometimes you also receive questions that are like you are really subjective, and there's like no way to answer it correctly of someone asking like hey even when people ask like does this run true to size sometimes I feel weird of like I don't know yeah (laughs) I just like I think any like objective measurements you can send them if they ask you like I usually wear a size large do you think this will fit me or something like that do you think this will fit me is like the worst question it's like it's also the most frequent question yeah especially if they just kind of start describing themselves and they're like will this work for me and you're like Oh, <laughs> there any measurements I can get you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So any way you can respond back with like pictures showing the measurements. I mean, it's not exactly what they asked for, but I think that's a better route than saying, yes, this will fit you. And then them be disappointed when it doesn't. Definitely. Hopefully this was helpful for any new poshers like we learned last time or anyone that just needed a refresher I think even for me I learned a lot just from you know everyone does the strategies a little bit different so it's fun to get a refresher on some of these and maybe try it a different way yeah that's always good when especially if you just get in get get in a rut or get bored with whatever you're doing or it feels like it's not working just zone in on a different strategy and you know mess around with it see what works for you and yeah let us know if you have different strategies that really work for your business we we love trying new things and we're constantly like changing our tune on different strategies and and all of that so yeah awesome well we will be back next week with another episode again we will be doing our halloween october series again this year it was 
honestly so fun to make last year. So we're really excited and we want to bring back the Poshmark Horror Stories episode with any horror stories you might have of something going wrong on Poshmark. Maybe some time has passed so you can laugh about it and talk about it now, but it's just so interesting to hear kind of different scenarios <laughs> that have played yes. out for people. And we'll definitely share some of our own from the last year that maybe we have now come to terms with. <laughs> definitely. The reseller horror stories, like that could be anything like uh, some type of scam that you've heard of, maybe like a customer yeah. situation that just went sideways for you. Maybe you were the buyer and something weird happened. It could yeah. be serious. It could be just something that was just a little off, but kind of funny. Very open-ended on the horror stories. But... It could be random. You know, when people throw in like a free item, it could be like a really weird free item they threw in. Yes. Yeah. We had yeah. one last year where the the USPS person helped our cousin package up the item really well. And then it got, got to the buyer all broken. And it's just, ugh. Just any type of horror. When stuff goes wrong in the reseller world. Or if you have any questions or a reseller win, you can definitely share those as well. You can email us at our email, sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. Also, if you liked this episode, you can always feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love reading those. They are so nice. And also you can leave us five stars on Spotify yeah, that just makes our day and also helps other people find our podcast and just makes our podcast just look more legit. So you want to help us do that. Other than that, we'll talk to you next week. We're gearing up for Posh Fest at the end of the month. Lots to discuss, lots to talk about. So I'm sure we'll have another exciting episode coming at you soon. Awesome. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye. Bye.